Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 39, Spellcrafting. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and welcome to Third Eye Pie. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> I am Laura. We were trying to be cute and funny. You should really watch the podcast. If you're a listener, thank you. But also become a viewer. <laughs> that was Caitlin talking. In case you couldn't tell our voices apart. <laughs> Plus, like, Laura's got this, like, shimmery, like, ethereal situation going on, and you're really missing out if you're not actually seeing it. It's a good thing. A fairy orgasmed on my face (laughs) on the way in. (laughs) Poof. (laughs) Some people sneeze like that. You have little sneezes. I do have little sneezes. I'm like... And I'm like, Rawr. I had a teacher tell me that I sneezed like Minnie Mouse once. I was like, oh, thank I you. Sneeze like anything <laughs> other than how I do. <laughs> That's uh, not what we're talking about. But no. even before that, if you oh, like, welcome us, to Third welcome, Eye welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. If you like us, if you would like to support us, you can share us with your friends, family, foes. I like hate when people say that because then my when I'm on podcasts when they're like share it with an enemy i'm like i'm not gonna no, do that. don't do that <laughs> but i digress you get what i'm saying you can pause this right now and rate us on spotify on apple podcasts mm-hmm. on youtube leave us a comment leave us a comment mm-hmm. we love comments yes and if you really really would like to support us even further than you already are you can support us on patreon we have three wonderful tiers some stickers are involved. Some links mm-hmm. to watch live shenanigans are involved. <laughs> so you can check that out at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Yes, your support helps keep our independent podcast running. Podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about spell casting. Crafting or casting? Oh, crafting. crafting. Did I say casting and you I said crafting? No, no, I like it. I think I said casting and you said crafting. Well, that's relevant. But it is spell crafting. But it's all this. It, it, they go hand in hand. They do. And we will talk about that yes. today because spell, spells, rituals are, in my opinion, meant to be a creative situation for your magical i agree we did the same thing with our fingers we did that's that's the vibe this is gonna be the youtube magic magic mike's not looking but that's what he's gonna use and he doesn't know yet uh but before we start talking about we must have guidance we must have guidance from the the cards. cards cards what the obvious card for me would be the magician card. Yeah. But I wonder what... But it's never the obvious. It's never at That's all. It. What? That's I, it. Okay. Oh. Any guesses? Anybody be? getting... I'm like a little song? bit like I'm a little nervous. like, what? Is that song in there? No. Oh. <laughs> but the, I don't know. What is it? I think that's the first time I've sung Third Eye Blind on this show, oh, which is funny. Not to be confused with the world-renowned podcast, Third, Third Eye Bind. Bind. I pulled 
three of wands. <gasps> wands. What do you do and with I wands? Actually, <laughs> I've pulled this card this season. Really? Yeah, on our uh, our queer magic episode. Oh, this is the three of wands, and the song is the B fifty twos. Roam if you God, want again? to. Okay, pause. We've been pulling the same cards mm-hmm. a lot. I know. Do you have thoughts about what that and I shuffled means? this deck? I think that when we find cards are repeating themselves in our lives, it's because we are being invited into the messages and the medicine of those cards, not only within the context that we are pulling them, but in our lives beyond the show as well. And right. I think it's just as much for us as it is for the people who are serendipitously listening. Right. Why am I getting emotional? No, because it's emotional. Like, like the two of swords came up a lot and I've seen it in multiple places mm-hmm. since I forgot what episode, two episodes, two I episodes think this ago. season. Yeah. Or, I feel like I it's know. happened twice. We definitely pulled it during our plant episode. We pulled it during our, and we pulled it during another episode. Yeah. Because you explain, I remember when you explained things to me, I remember, because I'm like a nice friend (laughs) and observant, and I listen. I'm like a really good friend. a really good Um, listener. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Contrary to what people think about Geminis. um, But I almost like don't want to say it on the show, because I say it. Okay. I I feel like for you and I personally, um, this show and we've known this from the beginning when I first pulled cards for us when we were like in the ideation stage but this show really is a vehicle for us to branch out beyond the things that you and I are able to do individually on our own yeah I think that this podcast really is a a portal for like opportunity and expansion for us and this car this show has really taken us outside of our comfort zones in yeah. and now this has become kind of like a comfort zone yeah. too and i almost wonder like what's like what's next then you know like this stepping into this was our journey through the portal of the three of wands so then like what are they telling us is next and i I'm, i can dream and i can guess yeah but what i'm really excited about is when we get to experience yeah and i'm wondering if some <sighs> of these experiences are coming up soon hopefully and i, I hope so. i'm gonna do a little interpretation do from this please because i'm vibing with it yeah for me, the the idea that there's more to something, more to come, more to explore, more to create through the three of wands, that's how I feel personally about spellcrafting, about mm. magic. It's a craft. A craft is personal. It's creative. And the output of creative energy and the freedom to give yourself permission to create your own spells and rituals and to go off book a little bit Mm -hmm. and to explore really resonates with me. And Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense for the three of wands. Absolutely. And the wands are the suit of our inspiration, our passion, our connection to that like creative channel that is spirit or whatever you want to call it. And the three of wands is really like you said, our our invitation to explore that energy 
beyond ourselves, not only within ourselves, but beyond ourselves and to play and to see like things in the same things in a different way, which is mm-hmm. getting a card pulled twice mm-hmm. once for this was queer magic's mm-hmm. card as well. And that also makes sense with creativity mm-hmm. and what's new, what's what's happening, what next, what else. Breaking beyond the boundaries that yes. have been set for us or that we've set for ourselves over time. Yes, mm-hmm. that's to me when you're practicing true magic. What And I can only go on what, and we can both only go on what we've experienced and mm-hmm. we have very different experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think this episode is going to be really, really interesting to just talk about how did we learn? How did we, how did we learn? What were we taught? And then what are we doing now? Mm-hmm. You know, so you go, for, you go first. Oh, okay. How did you... What's like the first spell you ever remember doing consciously and realizing that it was a spell? Consciously. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I did lots of magic as a kid. Or of unconsciously. Course, Let's right? start there. What sort of magic did you do unconsciously as a, as a youngster? I did lots of like potion magic as a kid. You know, and lots of like creative, like imagination spells, that type of thing. But the first spell, for whatever reason, this is the one that keeps like blah coming to the front of my mind. And it's not the first spell I ever did, but it was yeah. the first spell that made me realize that I was powerful. Um, <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> mine's, I laughed because mine's really, really bad. Mine's really bad too. <laughs> okay, and good. that's, I'll share it. This is some Gemini shit. So <laughs> I was in a toxic relationship. Um, <clears throat> I was very much in love in a very toxic relationship. And I did not get along with my partner's best friend, my boyfriend's best friend. And his best friend's girlfriend. We just like did not. I can't remember what happened. We were all on drugs. So like I'm sure we were all being assholes. Um, I'm sure I was being an asshole. And I was just like fucking over it. And I wanted them to like stop meddling and like stop being around. And so I remember sitting on his the balcony of his apartment while he was at work. (laughs) <laughs> and his roommate was gone and I set up this altar on the balcony and it was fucking dark and cloudy in Hollywood that night and I lit a bunch of candles and I cut out these uh, paper poppets because hmm. it was all I had was paper and scissors right and a sharpie and I wrote the names of his friends and his friend's girlfriend on these poppets and I can't remember the exact incantation which is probably for the best um but I was reciting stuff over and over again mm-hmm. and then like I I think I like cut them and then burned them mm-hmm. and then then a couple days later I was at my friend's house and we were all doing molly (laughs) and i was like i need to do this thing twice like once is not going to be enough i need to do this twice and so i gathered my friends and we all sat around a circle and i did it again with them back up back up right and then we did not hear from his friend for like probably a year yeah. And I remember one night we were at a different friend's house drinking and partying and he like mentioned his friend and I was like, oh, have you heard from him lately? And he was like, 
no, it's been a really long time. And then he looked at me knowing and he was like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and our other friend started laughing. And she was like, I always tell people that if I ever need something done, I've got Caitlin. Like she's a witch. Dang. And I was like, he was like, I would never do that to you. And I was like, that's because you can't. <laughs> yeah. No. But that was wow. naughty. But it made me realize like, oh, fuck. Like I can change the world around me. I love that. And with magic and manipulate the people around me with magic. (laughs) It's fucked up. Wow. (laughs) Mine is, mine's pretty fucked up too. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Well, it also involved a poppet situation, which is funny because, I mean, I guess growing up, you hear about voodoo dolls and then you learn about like doll magic or sympathetic magic Mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's, it's, uh, you're a kid, so you like dolls. I don't know. I like yeah. American, I think I did some like fucked up shit with my American girl dolls. <laughs> I think they were alive in ways that my best friend and I would have like weddings for them. Yeah. And my Barbies used to have sex under the bed. Oh my God. <laughs> That's how I explored my sexuality. Yeah. Anyways, it was sex magic with Barbie dolls. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why I did this. To, I was in elementary school or junior high and I did like essentially like a poppet magic with like the needles and the thing oh <laughs> on one of my friends who was like at the time was not my friend or something. Yeah. And she got like acne and was like a lot of bad things like happened to her. It was very <laughs> like a very PG version of the craft. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it was that kind of like femme on femme magic discord, yeah. <laughs> like crazy shit. And it was like a lot of hormones and things. And yeah, that was like the naughty, the naughty spell. And I was like, oh, shit, this works. Like, mm-hmm. and I think we all sort of need to ha- have push our boundaries a little bit and explore like the darker aspects of magic yeah. and the whatever to like know that we're powerful sometimes Mm -hmm. but I think also like when you're doing magic to make your life better you don't I feel like the results aren't always as drastic or obvious no you know or you don't notice it because it's your own exact life and you may have your own like narrative about whatever whatever but when you're like I fucking hate you (laughs) you're gonna watch for that shit (laughs) I've since done similar things (laughs) and Sometimes you have to trust that those things are happening or that the magic was carried out Mm. because sometimes you have no way of knowing. Yeah. But I guess the first baby, you know, unconscious thing that I ever did and felt like a tinge of like warm, fuzzy feelings, which is what I feel when there's like a magic afoot, Mm. especially as a kid, like learning about like the spirits of everything and feeling mm. the world were like dandelions, like blowing a dandelion. Yeah. Like when kids do that, I still do that. And it's one of the most powerful spells that I mm. do is a simple, I mean, because look, the earth is given you a little magic wand and then just just blowing it and seeing a, the physical uh, like representation of your wish like floating into floating, the air yes. is there's nothing more magical than that Ugh. on this earth. 
for me. Like really, like that was probably the first like thing I would like do and feel stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it like Uh, your potions for you or like what? It really was potions for me. Like I would spend a lot of time in my dad's garden and he planted all of these beautiful flowers. My dad was really into landscaping. When we first moved into the neighborhood, the neighbors thought he was the gardener. <laughs> wow. Because of racism. Um, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, but <laughs> they're like, this brown man couldn't own a house. Um, oh, my God. <clears throat> but he was an incredibly gifted, like, Greenwich, mm-hmm. TBH. So was my dad, and, and that's weird. He just made the most beautiful garden, and it was so enchanting. And I, yeah. would, I loved spending time there and like collecting water in different Mm. little plastic vessels and like adding rose to this for Mm. love and this for that, you know, and like collecting little seeds and bits Mm. of dirt. And like, that's the first magic I remember doing. I love that. Mm -hmm. My dad wouldn't let me touch his garden. I just remember him like, he'd be like, there's a gopher. And he'd go like decapitate the gopher with a shovel. (laughs) And I'd be like, we didn't have gophers in Monrovia. <laughs> my dad don't kill it. He'd be like, no, they're going to eat my shit. And I'm like, holy fucking crap. That really happened. Emotional damage. <laughs> he would also do that to snails right in front of me. Because snails are bad for it. My sister and I would pour <gasps> salt on snails. Cry. That's fucked I up. I mean, look. <laughs> everyone's got... Bugs are the experimental creatures of... Of childhood. Ch- childhood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you protect them. Sometimes you torture them. It just depends on your mood. Luckily, there's a lot of them. It's fine. So dad did not. I was a very sensitive child and he didn't care. It's fine. But protecting your magic, dad is legit. He was protecting his garden magic. Yeah. Aggressively. Um, you're scaring your witchy child. (laughs) But yeah, spells sometimes are simple. Mm -hmm. These simple things we learned growing up. For me, they're the, they're what I go back to the feelings that I learned from myself or from nature as a teacher are what Mm -hmm. I go back to and what I go back to like the moon teaching me and when I mean teaching me I mean literally teaching me Mm -hmm. I'm not like kumbaya about this like I would communicate with the moon Mm -hmm. and I don't care how nutty that sounds Mm -hmm. like yeah lessons about connection and acceptance and change and Mm. like really Nature is a wonderful teacher. And, and I, like I've mentioned many times, I just pick my nose randomly. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I didn't grow up with church or anything. Mm-hmm. So I had just free reign to explore, mm-hmm. which has its benefits. And it, it's neither here nor there to me. It's very, it's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, for me, I think that's what I needed in this life. I do think after you said that, like Catholic Church is a really great teacher when it comes to ritual. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what like, was it like for you? Lighting the candle. There's an opening. There's the action. There's a closing. We're right. lighting candles. We're passing around a cup of blood. Like, there's literally, yeah. like, community cannibalism happening. Transmutative, trans, like, well, symbolism. Transubstantiation, oh, transubstantiation is the technical term right. of changing water, uh, bread and wine into blood and body. That's magical. That's fucking magic, yeah. right? And, like, the ceremonial garb, the incense. Oh, when I was an altar server, it was my favorite to hold the incense thing because it swings and it makes the sound cling, cling. That's Rad. It was fucking cool. And I never understood why when I was a kid, I was like, because I didn't know the difference between Christianity and Catholicism or the church. I just knew that the weird youth group square, four square shit freaked me out because they would bring snakes and tarantulas and uh, they were scary. Mm -mm. And then when I'd go to like, like gospel church was great. (laughs) I had some friends who were black and they would take me to church with them. And I was like, this is fucking awesome and positive and the music and all that. I really liked that. And the movement and and like the vibe. Yes, please. All of that. And then I would go to like, I didn't have a lot of Catholic, like oddly enough, my Portuguese family, like did not really go to church. Mm. They're probably all fucking witches. I don't know. (laughs) They were a lot, but um, yeah, shockingly not Catholic, (laughs) but um, but I would see, you know, that I'd be like, well, that's kind of cool. You know, and just, I was like, what is that? Like all the churches are so beautiful mm-hmm. and like the stained glass and all these, yeah. these things. And I'm like, I didn't understand the connection between those things when I was younger, but I, but I definitely was more drawn to Catholicism, which tracks fully for my yeah. lineage. So, um, and wine and all that shit. Yes. Well, and even like, you know, folk Catholicism is something that exists outside of the organization of the church. And really, folk Catholicism is, it's witchcraft. Yeah. It's witchcraft utilizing the elements that have been put into place by, you know, mass. Mm-hmm. And so it it makes sense that, like, witchy folks are kind of drawn to yeah. that vibe. It's cool. Yeah. They really do like all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very Empress energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really like gives you a framework for like what a spell is yeah. and like what I love that you said beginning, middle and end mm-hmm. because when I explain or like spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert Spoilers. I'm writing a book about creativity and mm. magic crafting and things like that. So when I like think about this I think about it as a story like beginning middle end Mm -hmm. like any ritual or spell and sometimes it's just the one act or Mm -hmm. it's the act of picking the dandelion or seeing the dandelion or like Mm -hmm. there's always some sort of way to fit that into a story Mm -hmm. right and then the end and whatever it is there's always like this three-part movement to it Mm -hmm. whatever it may be and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that you said that too. <laughs> it's a story. It's a story. Mm-hmm. When I'm teaching about spellcrafting, the first thing that I encourage my students to get clear on is intention. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Why are you trying to accomplish that? What do you hope to receive back from this? And I think that when we get really clear on our intentions, it helps us to shape our 
spells, to craft our spells in ways that align with what our expectations are, with what our desires are. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sympathetic magic and I feel like symbolism is so strong and it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be so simple, simple. And when we get clear on what we're trying to do, yeah. it helps us to pick the right symbols Yes, to yeah. get the job done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to even the way I've been waiting like four seasons to fucking talk about this. <laughs> I practice something I call spontaneous <clears throat> magic. Mm-hmm. So yes, that concept. And also I like to ask the practitioner, how are you feeling in this moment? Yeah. Like what is your intention? Also, what are you feeling and are your emotional tools in place for that intention? Mm -hmm. If not, maybe we do this another time. Yeah. Or how do you get yourself in the mood? Or how do you get yourself in the mood? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that by teaching people the spontaneity of like knowing their feelings, mm-hmm. that's where the power comes from for me is mm-hmm. yes, tools do have power, but they're not everything. Yeah. Your imagination is really the only tool. Your intent yeah. or your intention and your focus mm-hmm. really more than anything for me, it's focus and, and, mm. and that's energy. Your focus is your energy. What you focus on will come to be Mm -hmm. right and so really asking yourself like am I there Mm -hmm. and being honest because I don't give a shit how full the moon is yeah if you're not in the headspace to do that don't force it yeah like anything else in life like don't I don't believe in like forcing yourself to practice a ritual because someone else says you need to Mm -hmm. do it not to discourage like yeah. respecting cultural things like it's different for everybody and like lineage and all that but for me it's that's a like the three of wands like what else is there there's also there mm-hmm. are these tools and these things but what else what other perspectives do you can you have to enhance your magic because mm-hmm. it can get real boring to me mm-hmm. This is for people who are new to it and to who have been doing it for a long time and mm-hmm. are maybe a little bored yeah. and want to shake it up. And yeah. like what spontaneous magic does for me is keep me on my toes. Mm. And if you're a creative person, it keeps you like creating in the moment, even with mm. tools. Like I do this, this exercise I've I've done for a while with that I've created for myself called the five objects Mm -hmm. where for me magical inclination Mm -hmm. comes at random times Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not a set that's very Geminian too to just be like I feel it now I feel it now and that's the way I can hone in on if I'm feeling powerful or Mm -hmm. like if I have the energy to do something so let's say you're like many a time that's when I'm in a natural setting so say you're like at the beach Mm -hmm. or whatever stop it's ritual time if you feel it Mm -hmm. five grab five things near you whether that's like some seaweed a shell a dead bird feather i don't know like whatever (laughs) a stick yeah you know and try or or a multitude of sticks and create a ritual space for yourself somehow Mm -hmm. like drag the stick across the sand and make a circle like you can draw with a, with the the stick, which mm-hmm. is your wand now. You know, like, give these objects 
little personalities and meaning mm. and what are you gonna do like are you gonna pop one of those like seaweed bubbles that you know what i'm talking <laughs> yes, about like is that ones, is yeah. that the, the climax of this ritual yeah. like who knows like there's like a bajillion different a bajillion is a word mm-hmm. that's real <laughs> there's a lot of different ways to do things and like just in the moment mm-hmm. like that's so fun and like potent for me i think something you're touching on that i really love is that like we almost always have exactly what we need around us. And a lot of the things that we see on like witch talk and social media is like this kind of candle, this kind of incense, this kind of glitter, this and this and this stuff, 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 stuff. And if you look around you, whether you're sitting in your bedroom or you're sitting at the beach, you can find five things that you for need, <laughs> that you already have. It's very affordable. It's convenient. Yeah. And you're operating from your own institution. Something that I um, teach my students is like, don't go buy stuff. Yeah. Like, look around your space and what you already have. Because not only is it <laughs> more affordable and accessible, but also it challenges you creatively. Yes, exactly. You have to think outside of the box, the expectations that media and Mm -hmm. social media have placed upon you. Especially nowadays. mm -hmm, Especially nowadays. It's all about aesthetic. You've already got your stuff. You've got exactly what you need. Yes. And I even like made a little like chart for how to like, this is for this. Like if I don't have that, do I have Mm -hmm. this? And like my students have really enjoyed that. But I think that other ways, uh, like getting creative with the stuff that you're finding, like whether it's objects outside of yourself or so like look in your closet. Yeah. Are there any clothes that fit the vibe? Like, are there any clothes that enhance the energy of what you're trying to do? If you're trying yeah. to do some, um, you know, like success magic. Do like you today, right now, why did I pick this yeah. to wear for this episode? Why am I glittery? Yeah. Because it makes me feel magical. magical. And we're talking about spellcrafting. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. And white is, is like the color I wear when I practice yeah. magic and spirituality. So your choices are <clears throat> subtle intentions. Yes. And that's magical. Your clothing, the way you adorn yourself. Yeah. It could mm-hmm. be the nail polish you choose. Why did I pick it? Yeah. Like, why do I do it's that's creativity. Exactly. And all of yeah. that goes into your spell, mm-hmm. goes into your magic. Uh, it could be a playlist from Spotify on your phone or your computer. That is one mm. of those five elements that you mm-hmm. draw in for your your spellcrafting. Yeah, absolutely. Or your whatever your mm-hmm. I almost said your like iPod Nano or something. Your iPod <laughs> Nano, yeah, like click, shuffle click, your click, playlist. Click. If you're on the beach, you could shuffle it or like totally. pick a song. And I love that so much. Or even like go through your linens. Like, do you have any sheets? Yeah. That match the color or like scraps of fabric that Mm -hmm. match the vibe of what you're trying to accomplish. There's so many things already around us. Yeah. And what you don't have, you can imagine. Yes. You can just imagine. You You don't need anything. Yes. You you don't need anything. I think that's such a fun exercise to like sit, close your eyes and like do an entire spell or ritual in your head. Yeah. Like watching yourself doing it like a movie yes. in your head because it's fucking real. It is real. It's real. If you feel it, if mm-hmm. you're vibing, that's 
you're being creative yes. and you're not, if you're, if you're burnt out, you're burnt out and you can't move or you're, yeah. fi- or if you're, or if you're disabled, disabled, yeah, you don't, your altar space, you're, you don't, maybe you don't like fire. I don't know if you don't like candle, whatever. Yeah. If you have small children and you can't light a real candle. I have a client who's got it. a serious phobia around fire. There's like, nothing wrong with that. I have friends Just, who aren't allowed to light candles because of, it says so on their lease. <laughs> right. Like, so like, just do it in your brain, do it in your mind's eye, yeah. draw a picture of yourself doing it. And like, that is yeah the spell. That is the spell. Like limit. These limitations are not really limitations if no you limits. reframe your mindset around what your magic really, really is. Mm-hmm. And oh, I am so fucking passionate about, I really want everybody out there, like every witch, if I had one wish for the witch world, if I had one if wish, I had one wish <laughs> it would be that people would be able to sit and exist in like this deep comfort of spirit of their spirit, like Mm. of like their magic. So their Mm. magic to be like a comfort to them and not something that they're trying to grasp and trying to replicate with all the things in the pyrite and the tchotchkes. And like, that's not what it is. Like it's a, it's a, it like can a be, but it, it's just when it when it comes <laughs> down to it, yeah, it's like a weighted blanket of existence that Ooh. I I feel deeply throughout my life, mm-hmm. and whether you have like spiritual lineage or not, that that's there, yeah, and whatever's on top of because it because it's nature, yeah, and whatever's on top of it is extra, like like a Sunday, like a banana split has to have bananas. Anything else is Bonus. whatever. Yeah. Or ice cream. That's a bad example because I think a banana split has to have like ice cream. Ice cream and, and bananas. bananas. So anything Anything else. that goes on top of that is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. It's still a banana split. It just looks different. Yeah. And we all like different toppings. Yeah. Not everybody likes maraschino pizza. cherries. Let's talk about pizza. Pizza. It's a round thing with sauce on cheese and cheese. It's a pizza. Yeah. What kind of toppings are you going to put on it today? Yeah. What are you feeling? Do you always get pepperoni like me (laughs) or do you want to get something different do you want to be that person who gets the like pineapple and ham and that is why creativity and trickster and hunger are intertwined yeah and that's why what we crave and it just goes into everything creativity Mm -hmm. is like hunger it like comes out of a necessity to like create mm-hmm. to see something to exist see something that you don't exist. already have to scratch an itch yeah Ugh. Mm. yeah that's full circle dang if you haven't listened to our trickster episode i think it's season two yeah it's really good you should go back and listen it's, it's a foundational really episode it really is a foundational episode we should star like the foundational episode make a little pl- okay yeah let's make a you know playlist. like a little like these are the ones that explain if you want to know strokes yeah exactly but yeah what do you mm. what do you think like what would you want for your students like what like, is there something, one thing that you're just like, I want, I wish everyone could feel this way because I know that this is, makes me feel so good. I think that I want all of my students to know 
that they are capable of conjuring whatever it is they desire within whatever access to resource they have. Yeah. And I also think it's important to know that like sometimes big asks, big dreams require repetition. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not always like I did a spell and now it's done. I'm going to have what I want. You have to, some spells require you to do them again Mm -hmm. and then again and then again, especially if it's a big thing. And also, um, you have to take your yoga off the mat, as they say. Uh, Whatever you put into your magic, you need to make sure that you are making choices and making moves in your day-to-day life that align with those petitions. Yeah. Otherwise, you're showing the universe... I don't actually want that. Yeah. Or I, yeah, I'm not putting in Mm -hmm. because it's energy is effort. Like when we're putting our focus on something, yes, in the moment spontaneously, we're, we're igniting the spark Mm -hmm. and that is potent. Like harnessing the potency of the moment Mm -hmm. is very big for me. Stoking the flames. But you can do that. It's not like, okay, that one thing happened to align on this day Mm -hmm. and I'm done now. Like, no, maybe... Maybe go back to the beach a few times mm-hmm. if that's the thing that's calling to you. Or you can do it in different creative ways. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing. But maybe that time at the beach, you... I'm also big on, like, spontaneous incantations mm-hmm. and, like, just making... I've been doing that forever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Just, like, making the incantations and spells up in the moment. Yeah. 100%. That's, like, I've always done that. And it's real powerful because it's honest. Mm-hmm. And it... I think it's more powerful coming from you and not a spell book that somebody else wrote, which there's nothing wrong with, mm-hmm. but also be, having the ability to lay, to rely on that is, is I think a next step in like, mm-hmm. in like being a witch and mm-hmm. trusting yourself and becoming like a badass. Yeah. But also like, okay, if you, for example, this is the one that lots of people get tripped up on, like cord cutting spells. Yeah. If you cut the cord... But you don't block the person. Right. Pract- the practical um, or steps if, to take. Or if you want a new job, but you're waiting for it to come to you after you do the spell. And you don't start sending out applications. Yeah. Everywhere. Doesn't matter where. Just yeah. send them out everywhere. Yeah. Because you never know, mm-hmm. right? If you aren't taking the necessary steps or even the necessary risks. Yeah. After you cast the spell. Like, it's not going, it's not going to happen. It's not going to stick. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's rare mm-hmm. that it would just happen. And that's what people criticize a lot about magic mm-hmm. is like, oh, you're just going to like wave your magic wand and it's going to turn into a toad. Yeah, it's not like bippity boppity. I wish. I wish <laughs> it was like that. I wish, but okay, that's a good example though of like things that happen really quick are not sustainable. No. Right? Like we, the fairy godmother turns the pumpkin into, into a, a chariot. chariot. A chariot. I like that. I said chariot, but I like the <laughs> chariot much more. But that spell expires at it, midnight. Because, yeah. Because fast magic is not sustainable magic. Like and fast that, fashion. That doesn't mean there isn't a place for it. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't mean there isn't a place for it. Sometimes we need a quick fix. Like last episode, I talked about uh, the shoe paper spell. 
And that is a quick fix. Mm -hmm. It will take care of the person who's bothering you immediately. But it doesn't get to the real root of the situation, which is where you're somewhere you don't want or need to be. Mm -hmm. And that requires long magic. I think that's something else to consider when we're putting together spells. Like sometimes fast magic is necessary to make the situation bearable or manageable. But we can't ignore the long magic that actually changes our life and changes our environment. And like both things have their place and are are necessary. And some things, like those steps you're talking about, like the practical steps, like Mm -hmm. whatever they may be, like create a new LinkedIn or whatever. Like that's magic too. It is, yes. Like that's in support of it. But magic is not just candles and glitter. Mm -hmm. It's energy. It's It's focus. It's the way you live. It's the way you exist and Mm -hmm. the way that you connect to things Mm -hmm. and that's really 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 important to understand Mm -hmm. when you're getting into witchcraft or magic and really seeing these like seemingly mundane acts and tasks Mm -hmm. and whatever's that are actually acts of magic and yes what is you have to think about like what is magic? get a little existential like what even is magic and that's Mm -hmm. that's where life becomes really fun and yes. I think that's where you're like that comforty blanket feeling I'm, mm-hmm. it's down here for me that's where that comes into play because everything's woven with it mm. and that's being a witch yes. to me yes yeah yes yes there's so much magic in the mundane and once we turn that on first once we decide to believe it It's hard to unsee it. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you realize every single thing that you do can be a spell. Or a hex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Depending on what you need. (laughs) But everything can be a spell from feeding yourself to bathing yourself to going for a walk in your neighborhood. Like there's magic in everything. a grounding spell. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can. (sighs) Mm-hmm. That's so good. I know. Magic is real. It's so and good it's and real. This is a spell, what we're doing. We've talked about this before, yeah. but this is literally every time we do this, a ritual mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah. It makes me really happy to do this podcast because you're the only person that I practice magic with. I know. <laughs> like, for real. Mm. You're the, well, that's not true. But you in a very, that, <laughs> well, yes, regularly, yes. Yeah. Like there are maybe three people tops that yeah. I would do that with. Mm-hmm. And you're one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's a small pond in the Laura Trust train. Literally, okay? yeah. In the caboose of Laura's Trust, okay? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but this is the thing we share together mm-hmm. and like, like the car, like the three of wands, like what's been next for me, even with this, like not mm-hmm. even like, hey, you know, bravo, like put us on TV, put us on TV, somebody <laughs> buy the show. Everyone loves us. <laughs> put us on TV. But like, you know, ancestry sponsor us like the witches love us <laughs> beyond those things. What this show has done for me is to allow me to trust somebody else mm. And to be openly like, I love Caitlin. I trust (laughs) this person. And to like, just have that's been 
incredible for me as a person, like just to just have this whole little ritualistic space is just so cool. And I was thinking about that this morning. We're like a I was little, getting ready. like a little baby coven almost. Like I hate the C word, but yeah. I also don't. Well, and we really like this show is a ritual. Yeah, we do. From the we should talk theme about what song. we do. Like the theme song Which is, is literally an incantation. Yeah, it's the Orphic hymn to Mercury. Right. And then when we sit down, you o- we open with that. Open That's what with you that. hear. We light our candles. We light our candles. We light an incense. Mm-hmm. We have some other tchotchkes. This thing always starts on its own and it's freaking weird. It is weird. We chat a little bit about whatever our topic is. And what's so interesting, and we touched upon it after filming our last episode, but we always end up embodying and filling the space with the energy of the episode theme. It's yeah. it's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Like always when we did the water episode afterwards, we were like, we both felt like we were swimming. We both felt like mm-hmm. we were kind of underwater. And um, it's just, I don't know. It's fucking cool. And then when we're done, we like put out the candles. We decompress. Take a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, we like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We like we kind of ground ourselves again. Yeah. We take a beat and then we leave the space mm-hmm. and it sits here in Mike's office yeah. <laughs> until we return until again. again. Yeah. And it's sort of, sort of like going to church, sort of like going to welcome it. to the church welcome of Laura the- and Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> we will be passing the tithing basket around. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual tithing, <laughs> tithing, <laughs> tithing, tithing yeah. basket. <clears throat> Uh, reminds me of Sister Act too in there. <laughs> She's doing the love get Sister up Act. off of that thing. It's you. And they're passing the, to save the school. Yes. Yeah. I love Sister Act. I, I used to want to be a nun. <laughs> I wanted to just be Lauren Hill <laughs> in Sister Act too. I wanted, and I wanted to be in the class. I wanted to sing and talk to Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I could see maybe doing that in like a cooler way. Hang out with a bunch of ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pray some novenas. It's really not that different from what I do now, except truly. We except did not, not take a vow of chastity. <laughs> but yes, imbuing <clears throat> ritualistic qualities in your life, in your podcast, in your business. Mm-hmm. Your Instagram, I've been very like, oh, emoji spells. But to be fair, I have to get off my old fogey couch and realize Mm -hmm. that the Internet's not going away. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, sprinkling your emails with some magical little things. I totally use emoji spells. (laughs) Yeah, like... But I'm also a Gemini, and I, like I feel like my first language is emoji at this point. Oh, yeah, my I preferred mean, yeah. method of communication is emoji. is emoji. Yeah, I don't like to get too into it. Just like I'm just thumbs like, up, thumbs up. What's your face. What's your favorite emoji? Uh, this one. The, <laughs> I think mine's the thumbs up. I like the side eye one. Mm. That's another one of my favorites. Uh-huh. I think I do the thumbs up a I lot. I fucking love all the emojis. Here's the thing. Emojis They're are all fun. my babies. <laughs> They're all God's children. <laughs> I like the mirror. I mean, duh. Love the mirror. The mirror came and I was like, oh. Let's see. What's your, do you have oh. your phone? Yeah. Because it shows you which emojis oh. you've used recently. Sweet. Let's do that. So, okay. 
for me it's the crying emoji how oh my you, god that's so true tell? so if you just push open up like a message okay my mom and then click the emoji button on your keyboard like if i'm gonna message Oh, I see. Recently and used. And then shows you your recently used. Uh, the wave, the croissant, the <laughs> alien head, the plant. This one. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> the frog. The frog face is yeah, definitely I love the frog. top three for That's me. That's very you. Yeah. I just go. And you're like, what does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but whenever Laura sends it to me, I know exactly it what she means. <laughs> it means I like it. I approve. <laughs> I am interested. Mine is the cry face, number one, which is absolutely true because I cry about everything. And I love that about me. Yeah. The rose. The rose, Because yeah. the red rose is like my brand. Uh, mm-hmm. The ghost. The ghost. <laughs> the praying hands. I have the praying hands, too. Yeah. I have the, the fork and the knife. Oh, yours have, you have lots of food in yours. Well, it's because of the magic morsels. Oracle deck, right. which is all food. That the makes sushi. sense. Also, I'm hungry a lot. I have, like, the red heart. The heart face emoji. But really, like, these emojis are spells. So, for instance, if we were to make an emoji spell right now, based on how we feel and our five objects are emojis, Mm -hmm. how would you arrange yours? Ooh. I'm feeling lots of love right now. Mm -hmm. So I would do the fire heart. Uh Uh-huh. The fire. Uh Uh-huh. The red heart. The red exclamation heart. Ooh. <laughs> How many was that? So Four. red. And then uh, the red rose. Like so that's just my vibe There's a right theme now. and it's red. Mm-hmm. It's red. The color's red. It's passion. I, let's see. I would be, I would go black heart, cloud, sparkle. Ooh, I love the sparkle emoji. And then I would go... What did I do? Black heart. I'm going to make it real. Black heart. Sparkle. sparkle. And then I would go cloud black heart. So it would be like surrounded by like that. I love typing my emojis like that. I'm going to send it to my mom. She's going to be like, what? What? (laughs) Like, like, so it's uh, arranged, if you will. I like that. That was really the most fun I've ever had on the show. That's like my favorite way to do emojis is like anchors and then bring them in. Yes. Uh, A spell. Yeah. Because then it's got the beginning, the middle, the, and the end. end. And it's ca- it's nice. And I like even symmetrical things. Me too. Gemini. And mm-hmm. there's two and there's even. But I don't like it too even. No. It has to be an odd number. Yeah. But the ends have to yes. be mirrors of one another. Yeah. Oh, love mm-hmm. that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something I'm open to mm-hmm. now and experimenting with. And that's fun. Just, we did that in person, like live yeah. on the spot. That was a very good Spontaneous example. magic. How you sign signatures or emails, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have to like put a shit ton of emojis that might weird some people out or like be yeah. unprofessional, but you can, you can stick on the bottom things. Okay. On the bottom of my emails, I have a protection spell. Yeah. And it is, let's see if I can remember. Wake up. Phone. Is it like a symbol? It's emojis. That's great. And it's. Oh. You email a lot. Right. I email a lot. I send lots of emails. And with your work, too, I would imagine that would be... Is it the one? I'm like, you get 20% off today. I'm always emailing. Oh, that's so weird. Gmail's not available. But I think, if I remember correctly, it's like Chili Pepper, Mm. Evil Eye, Mm -hmm. 
swords. Mm, swords are in there, I remember. Evil eye, like a chili rose? pepper. Oh, okay. There might be a rose in it, too. I think your signature but has those a rose. Are, the, my signature always yeah. is a rose. I get the emails. Because like, that's part of, like, day. my enchanting yeah. energy. yeah. And then it on works. the bottom, it's the chili peppers, the evil eye, mm-hmm. and the, the crossed sword. I love that. Mm-hmm. Emojis work. Emoji spells. Beginning, middle, end. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I just, yes. I really feel like it's hard to trust your own power mm. when we have so many things draining us and showing us and telling us what magic needs to look like and Mm -hmm. what witchcraft is and who witches are Mm. and all this shit and i'm real sick of it i there's nothing wrong with let's talk about spell books for a minute Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with spell books Mm -hmm. i personally am very bored with all the spell books i see because it's just a lot not all a lot of regurgitated information. Well, and when we think about who gets published. And who gets published, uh, a lot of white people. A lot of white people. <laughs> Mostly white people. I wish I had the statistic. Juliet's going to laugh. Yeah. I think it's like more than 80% of the publishing world yeah. is white. So it's In spirituality as well. Misappropriated. Like you said, regurgitated. Um, from a white perspective. Yeah. Boring. And... That's boring. And I mean, even going back to what the only like what I would call like influence or thing I had to grab onto as someone with Mm -hmm. anything was Wicca. Yeah. And Wiccan books in the 90s were big. And that's (laughs) yes, literally that book. (laughs) Like those things were all that was available. And so that's what people are going to. I'd be really interested to talk to a Wiccan person. Because I don't think I know. I don't really. I know a few people, but just to have a real convo about it, and because, yeah, I'm curious. Maybe or not. I don't know. (laughs) But it had such a. It did influence my magic, and I have to really like live with that. Yeah. And that's okay because I was able. What saved me, I believe, was my ability to have my little lessons from the moon. To have these other teachers that were not just Mm. books. Your discernment. And we're not other humans. Mm-hmm. Yes, my discernment's pretty strong. And whatever guides were intact or are intact are, like, really encouraging of that mm-hmm. for me. And, yeah. But, you know, nevertheless, like, like Catholic Church stuff, I'm sure. It's like, yeah, it influenced you. you that happened. Mm-hmm. Are you like, yay, Catholic Church? No. no. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's how I feel about Wicca. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I... It, it, you know, I, dabbled. I, I learned, <laughs> I learned what I liked and mm-hmm. what I didn't. And I took what I wanted and left it, mm-hmm. but it's origins. I didn't even know about until maybe 15, 20 years ago, Yeah, you know, and it's, you start to unravel these, these threads and there's yeah. sometimes things behind the curtain. You're we, not going to like We've all got unlearning to do because yeah. we've all grown up in this version yeah. of the world. So, so <laughs> up until very, very yeah. recently, most of the spell books that I've seen are not helpful to me. Yeah. And are boring and really are like, this is how you should do this. Even correspondences like for me, Ugh. I even like to push way out of that even color correspondence i agree like we've talked about this a little too like if 
Like red is love, yellow is joy, blue is calm, green is money, black is protection, white is purity. Mm -hmm. Well, white is protective to you, right? In Mm -hmm. what you practice, not black. We wore this on purpose to Mm -hmm. demonstrate that different, we didn't, but different people have different associations and cultural correspondences with color so like if you're reading on the internet that uh, it's weird like it's one article that's re that's like copy and pasted onto a million different websites if you google magical color correspondences and if you're reading that article and you're like but this color feels like this to me yes not like that yeah that's okay that is okay do you because it will make your magic more potent yes exactly Mm -hmm. and that's the basic concept of what i believe and teach people Mm -hmm. or advise people to do because of things like that. There are so many nuances and correspondence Mm -hmm. that, and it's confusing because definitely when I was younger, I was like, so snakes or, or whatever, like, so black is protection. Okay. Black's always protection. Mm -hmm. All right. And, or even like 13 yeah. is unlucky. Or 13. Uh, yeah, there's these superstitious qualities. But I qualities. think 13 is lucky yeah, but and then, magical. Yeah, but or like black cats are evil. Yeah. And it's, those are also correspondences that have been totally. learned. So even within like the pagan and witch and Wiccan white dominant communities that have been published and been around and been regurgitated, like that's just, that's the collective conscious of those communities, right? Right. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's... I'm more interested, I'm very, very uninterested in that. And I'm much more interested in like, what colors was I drawn to growing up? Lavender. If you couldn't tell, I love purple. Purple's been there for me since just childhood for whatever reason. Maybe I'm still figuring it out. I don't know. For me, it's always been red. And red. green, red and, red green. and green. And those are like my brand colors now. Yeah, <laughs> see that's, and it's also my mm-hmm. brand color is like this lilac-y lavender. Mm-hmm. Like it's just... I love that, like, for Third Eye Bind, it's, like, purple and green. So it's, like, part of each of us. I try not to brand everything purple. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for me. It's hard. But it's a different shade. But it is a different shade. It's a different shade. Totally different shade. (laughs) Totally different vibe But even, like, okay, the branding is a spell. Yeah. That helps people get into the mindset to receive from us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. our social media presence can be a spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, you know, we want to enchant our audiences into wanting to receive from us. I need to do a lot more mm-hmm. of that because for me, I am spiritually burnt out yeah. on my brand a little bit on not the brand, but the, the, the marketing Instagram shit show train because Instagram yeah. is, I think I'm shadow banned because I post about like, people's rights and shit i don't know <laughs> how dare you how dare i uh, I, don't, I don't know I'm like how i had to google how to know if you're shadow banned so if you're googling if you're, if you're shadow banned you probably are uh <laughs> fun but i'm burnt out on that aspect of owning a business yeah. and i think i am constantly trying to like maneuver myself into that mm-hmm. like really that's something i could be doing more is like channeling that spell crafting into my posts and my yeah because right now I'm like 20% off fuck off I need to go sleep yeah you know but just having that it's like so exhausting to like mental gymnastics yourself into that yeah. but mm-hmm. you know whether that's your job whether you have a job that you are you know there's 
Instagram just makes me grumpy. It makes a lot of people tired. Yeah, It's exhausting, but it's also exhausting from a consumer standpoint to just be told what your magic needs to look like and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. People will say anything to get attention now because it's hard to get attention. Yeah. People will start Lots of like shock value, shock stuff. value, spiritual arguments, very polarized views. Yeah. Like that's a marketing tactic. Yeah. It's not something I will ever be about, but it is. I like literally wouldn't even know. How. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like Caitlin. Like color white sucks check out the caption for more and it's just like bait or it's, it's me just like petting yeah. the dove and then smacking it and yeah. they're like, like oh part two it's just like what <laughs> what are you doing why'd you hit the dove <laughs> but look at all the comments i just got. yeah exactly you see people are like that too mm. but yeah it's it's hard and so learning about your own intuition instincts how you feel like going very in with it is what like negates all that for me and what I try to get people to do is to get off the internet and it's hard (laughs) (laughs) or to just buff up that discernment and to the point where like nothing can touch you Hmm. like to just boundary the fuck out of your out of your magic and trust the fuck out of your magic to where like nothing can touch you yeah, in that way. And so it stays safe and comforting. That's what it kind of is for me. Mm-hmm. Keeps potent. Mm-hmm. I do use one spell book. That's Bible. cool. <laughs> I Ooh. use the book of Psalms. Well, I use a few different books, but most frequently the book of Psalms. And a lot of folk Catholics and other folks, not just folk Catholics. Like it's also very pop. It's popular in like black and brown spiritual communities yeah, yeah. to use the Bible because of all the, mi- the as, intermixed. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, for a lot of us, for our ancestors, conforming to whatever Christianity our oppressors used was a way to stay safe. And so our ancestors learned how to find like the mysticism and the magic in these books. That's so unbelievably powerful and cool. And, and not only (laughs) do you have magic from reciting from these books yourself, but every time you do it, you're also tapping into every single voice who used those words before you. And yeah. like, that's fucking magical to me. That that's is a, magical That is to me. so mm-hmm. fucking magical and connective and talk about creativity mm-hmm. and creatrix energy and, and God, just power. Right. To so be like, able to create these new, like, to, to retain your ancestral spirituality while existing in that and making it such a cross promotional that's not the word (laughs) cross like cultural like Mm -hmm. powerful symbolic thing like that is some next level shit it's cool that i respect the hell out of those um those belief systems like a lot it's really neat to think about and i feel like you know there's 
and necess- it's necessary. There's a big call on social media. You see lots of stuff about like decolonization, decolonization, which is great. Love it. We like that. Important. But also, like there are certain things that can't and don't mm. need to be yeah. decolonized. And that's kind of one of those things. Like I, I think that like folk Catholicism and folk Christianity and magical practices that intertwine with that, spiritual practices that intertwine with them or that are syncretized to them, um, they don't need to be decolonized. Like they're perfect the way they are. They're like flowers that have grown through the cracks exactly and we let Mm. those stay yeah i was looking it's funny you said that i was standing outside are you going to talk about the gnome with the oregano no okay but i was standing outside taking selfies in front of your purple wall because it's cute why not and i looked down and i noticed uh there was i think it's mint growing out of a crack it's oregano that's oregano by the gnome i call him my oregano your oregano. He grew it's just, a fucking oregano, Caitlin. It's just growing out of a crack. Yes. In I the ju- cement. I just fucking noticed that this morning. It's magical. I don't think I've seen it before I've today. Never. I noticed it and I thought it was just weeds. Yeah. But the oregano. I have a gnome. In, he's, the oregano. <laughs> the gnome is the one that grew it. Yeah. The gnome is a guardian for Mike's office and he's holding a little gnome. Yeah. I mean, he's holding a broom and he's a little witch gnome. Mm-hmm. And when it rained a bunch that started growing behind him only there. I haven't moved him since Incredible. that started growing. And then today, cause I was, I was fixing up the backyard and I went over to it and I was like, that looks or like oregano. And I picked it and I smelled it and it's fucking oregano. It's like big and bright. It's bright green. Yeah. It's really pretty. But... And it's growing out of cement. Mm-hmm. And just because it's not supposed to be there doesn't mean it's like wrong. It's and it's so I'm not gonna perfect the way it is. That's not a weed to me. Yeah. That's something beautiful. You don't need to pull it. <laughs> it's very. Mm-hmm. I think it's a right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's oregano. Something good. I gotta go smell it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, can we just leave and go back? <laughs> be right back. Gotta yeah. confirm. You should take some home. <laughs> take some home and cook with it. <clears throat> but yeah, I. Yeah. You know there are some. I agree. Like most of the spell books that are published out there are meh. Uh, what are some, do you know some authors that I'm all, do I only know, know one. Do you know the muffin man? Why is it in my head? Oh, cause I was watching Shrek with my kids earlier. Yeah. Are there any that you recommend? Yeah. I get absolutely. that question a lot. Yes. Do you recommend any books for beginners? Uh, for beginners or yeah. Um, in general in general so a book that i recently picked up pretty much anything that my mentor chiron armand has written is fucking mm-hmm. awesome and the psychic self-defense you always talk um, about that oh one. okay yeah so i think my Kai armand is great he does lots of stuff on on folk magic um if you are a black practitioner he has lots of books on hoodoo um so there's stuff for everyone um go support him also uh, what did you say? Psychic self-defense, mm-hmm. which is shockingly written by like a European man. And it's and that's okay. at, like the turn of the century, but it's good shit. Yeah. It's good shit. It's, 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 ex- it's not so much about spells, uh, but it is a great place for like spiritual yeah. foundations of like protection, which is important when you find yourself casting, especially if you're uh, calling upon spirits to assist you in mm-hmm. your casting. Uh, Psychic Self-Defense is a really fucking cool read. 
Yeah, I always mm-hmm. remember that one. And yeah, the you know, there are really good books out mm-hmm. there. Like our friend Julia Diaz, friend yeah. of the podcast, is a best-selling author for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I really like her book, The Altar Within, because the same sort of sentiments that we're talking about here, she really echoes. Yeah. And knowing her personally, she really gives a shit about people yeah. and And it's not really a spell book. It's not. It's And more that's a, why it's good. But that's why it's good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not all books are bad. No. But But I like books that like kind of coach you and guide you and encourage you to figuring out how to do it yourself. Yourself. And that's like the vibe Juliet has. That's the vibe Juliet has. That's the vibe that you have. That's the vibe that I have. That's the vibe that anyone I respect as a teacher has with their Mm -hmm. students for for me. That's for me, that's important to look out for. Witchcraft itself is not a standardized practice. And that's how it comes across in a lot of mm-hmm. the Wiccan books. Mm-hmm. And all, they don't mention, oh, there's other types of witchcraft. Yeah. Wiccan books don't fucking there's mention like that. There's like some general good sense you should have when you're doing magical things. The Bible has that too. And we all approach that good sense different ways. But like there's no strict standards and guidelines. There are no rules. There's no initiation. Um, so I love when authors and teachers encourage you to figure out how to do it your way yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's cool and to figure out what colors and things work for you i would love if our viewers wrote in the comments like oh, the yeah. spells they casted that made them feel the most powerful that and also make your own five emoji emoji spell oh, in the comments. Both. Please, can we have Please. that? Please, just Please. right now, stop. Pause, This comment. is an exercise. Pause. We're quizzing write you Write down or text yourself, text it to yourself, no, put it in your put notes. Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. <laughs> Wait, can they pause and then put in the comments? Yeah, back? comment okay. below. <laughs> comment below. Or copy and paste it later. Mm-hmm. And... Do your own five emoji spell with how you're yeah. feeling right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Do it. <laughs> Please. Please. And if they're fucking awesome, maybe we'll read them on the show. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> if we had like a ticker tape that they would just that like. That would be so that cool would be really on the bottom. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of just the emoji Mom, spells. I want to see your emoji spell. <laughs> we want to see your emoji spells. So please oh. drop them in the comments below. Yeah. And tell us about a time when you were crafting when you felt the most powerful we would love to hear from you yeah so wow thank you thank you so much laura and thank you for listening to third eye bind be sure to leave us a message on the third eye line we'll see you next week for our season finale (gasps) oh my god (laughs) bye who's right Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash thirdeyebind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania. <laughs>